Hi, everybody. This is Jeannie Faulkner, and you're listening to Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting, the podcast. I started this podcast, oh gosh, two years ago almost, to continue exploring subjects I started in my book, Common Sense Pregnancy, which if you're pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant or know somebody who is pregnant, you ought to go right out and buy a copy because it's based on my 20 some odd year career as a labor and delivery nurse, my life as a mom of many, and my thoughts about how to navigate a very tricky prenatal care system that's heavily slanted towards what's best for healthcare systems, for insurance providers, for baby, and not so much about what's best for mothers. It doesn't have to be this way. And my book is my way of helping parents take the reins. It's full of all kinds of insider information. And my biggest message is this. There's really not so much to be afraid of. And most pregnant women are pretty darn healthy. So let's approach their prenatal care that way, shall we? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm acutely aware of the dangers involved in pregnancy, labor, and birth. As I mentioned, I'm a nurse, and I've been at the bedside for literally thousands of deliveries in urban hospitals. Thank God we have the services and resources we do. But, and this is the big thing, most women give birth in hospitals and in labor and delivery units here in the United States that are equipped just like intensive care units and come with their own surgical suites. Women are delivered by surgical specialists in obstetrics and gynecology and monitored and cared for in ways that support hospitals, insurance providers, and malpractice attorneys. It's expensive, defensive, and not delivering great outcomes. In fact, even though 90 plus some odd women see obstetricians here in the United States and deliver in hospitals, our maternal health outcomes are pretty lousy, and we're one of only a handful of countries in the world with a rising maternal death rate. Now, we can do better than that, and that's what this podcast is about. For this podcast, we take that subject, which is all about turning women into mothers and partners into parents, and we talk about all the issues that come next. It's a big conversation, and it's one I'm really honored and grateful to host. Now, one of the things I love best is the way this podcast acts as a resource for health information for people all over the world. I get emails all the time about subjects that are pretty universal, like how do I get an epidural, to what does it mean if I have bacterial vaginosis? In fact, that bacterial vaginosis, or BV question, comes up so often that I think we should talk about it real, real thoroughly. That's why, for this week and next, we're going to do a two-parter all about BV. We'll start with Dr. Rashini Raj. She is a board-certified physician, a women's health advocate, an author, and a medical correspondent. And we're going to talk with Dr. Raj about exactly what BV is, what a new study says about its impact on women's well-being, and what women can do to get rid of it. Then next week, we'll talk with Shannon Boudram, a.k.a. Shan Booty, a certified sex educator, dating expert, and lifestyle personality whose YouTube channel has over 20 million views. Um, 
Shan is also the author of the book Laid, Young People's Experiences with Sex in an Easy Access Culture and a contributing writer for Freeform Network's The Bold Type series. Her work uh, for the show also appears on Cosmopolitan.com. Oh my gosh, so much more. She is the host of the full screen series, Your Perfect Date. It goes on and on and on. These women know what they're talking about. So that's a lot to talk about right there, and I want to get right to it. But before we get Dr. Raja on the line, I want to take a minute to mention that Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting podcast is really delighted to be part of the Parents on Demand Network, a curated collection of podcasts about all things parenting. It's a cool crowd to be part of, and I'm grateful that they're helping me spread the word about this podcast of ours right here. So go download the free app, Parents on Demand, take your parenting pods to go, and help us connect other parents who want rock-solid information about pregnancy, prenatal care, pediatrics, nutrition, fitness, sex, work, you name it, you know, parenting and life. Parents on Demand, go find them. Now, let's get Dr. Raj on the line. Hi, Dr. Raj, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well. Am I finding you in New York City? You are, yes. That is where I was born and raised, pretty much. <laughs> I'm still there. Uh, you and I are covering the coasts then. I'm in Portland, Oregon right now. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to... We're going to bookend this big conversation we need to have about bacterial vaginosis. And let me tell you... It's a big conversation. But before we get to that, I want to ask you the first question I like to ask everybody after I've read their bio, and that is this. Uh-huh. Who are you and what do you do? I am a doctor. I'm a mom. I am a women's health advocate and media expert. I'm an entrepreneur. And really my passion with all of my different careers is to really help People, um, women in particular, but people in general, live healthier lives and be empowered to really take control of their health and get the most out of life. I like that. That's a really good mission statement, too. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah. How old are your kids now? I have two boys, and they're eight and ten. Oh, okay. Those are fun ages for boys, aren't they? Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. We're dealing with the... Does Santa Claus exist? Existential question. <laughs> so how are you going to answer it? And wiser. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't answer it. It's a big debate amongst the two of them. So I'll let them figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So your older one, does your older one know? Is your... Yeah, he's, he pretty much knows. So I think maybe there's 1% of him who thinks it still could be possible. And then the younger one is still a believer. So they kind of have these debates. Oh, there's so many different ways to answer that question. And when you know, I have my kids are a little bit older. My youngest youngest is 17, so I I answered the question of is Santa Claus real? With yes, it's an absolutely real tradition that's been carried on for hundreds of years, and um, you know, then talk about that. that. Yeah, it helped. At least you're not saying nope, flat out lie. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Raj, questions about bacterial vaginosis, excuse me, it's even hard to say. 
bacterial vaginosis, or what most people say BV, there, I get more emails about this question than almost anybody else. So let's first define what it is. You Absolutely. To- so, yeah, I can delve right in. Bacterial vaginosis is a bacterial infection of the vagina. It usually occurs because some kind of imbalance in the bacteria in that you know, vaginal ecosystem occurs, something throws off the balance between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria, and then you can develop this condition, bacterial vaginosis. It's, um, I'm actually happy to hear you about it because at least that means people are somewhat aware of it. Um, it is the most common uh, gynecologic infection for women of childbearing age, so that's between ages 14 to 49, which means it affects 21 million women every year in the U.S., it's really common. One out of three women will get this infection. Um, and yet a lot of people don't know what it is. They may not have even heard of it, or they find, you know, they sort of confuse it with many other types of vaginal infections because sometimes the, the symptoms can be similar. And that's why I was so excited to, you know, partner with Symbiomics on this Keep Her Awesome campaign because it's really all about educating women about their bodies, about taking control of their health, and if they are having any issues in that area, to get them investigated because any gynecologic infection you definitely want to treat because it is left untreated, and particularly bacterial vaginosis can lead to problems down the road. So, what did you learn from the recent Harris poll that was conducted on behalf of Symbio? How do you say that? Sym- Symbiomics Therapeutics? Symbiomics. Symbiomics. Yeah, exactly. This is a really fascinating um, Harris poll. This was actually interviewing women who've had bacterial vaginosis. And what they found is that, you know, at least three, about three quarters of women, over 65% of women, felt embarrassment or um, discomfort when talking about this infection. They also found that many of these women said the infection was affecting other parts of their lives. So kind of affecting them psychologically, their um, day-to-day routine activities, things like going on a date or going to work or having sexual relations with their partner. So there were, you know, a lot of different effects, both physical and emotional. But also the other thing I found interesting as a physician is that many women, even though they had had the infection, still were confusing it um, with the yeast infection or thought it was the same thing. So it's still a lot of kind of misinformation out there, uh, which means there's certainly an opportunity to educate and to learn more about it. So when I hear from women, they email me um, mostly with concern that BV will cause miscarriage or premature birth. And in fact, it's a pretty big fear driver. Right. Yeah. And yeah. another thing that, that really scares women is that there aren't always uh, symptoms. You know, they, the first that they find out that they have BV is, you know, when they've gone in for a well woman checkup or something else. So should we talk about, right. you know, the how it's connected with miscarriage and premature birth? Yeah. So if untreated, BV can um, increase your risk of premature birth, low birth weight infants. Um, and then, of course, things having nothing to do with pregnancy, like um, increased risk of other STIs. It can increase your risk of pelvic inflammatory disease, which, it, you know, subsequently could impact fertility. So... Again, it's so important with any kind of infection, if you're noticing any symptoms, to get it diagnosed because, as I just said, for BV, if untreated, it can affect your vaginal health, gynecologic health, fertility, and pregnancy outcome as well. Um, and, yeah, not all, everyone has symptoms, and that's why it's always important to get your regular checkups, your well-woman visits, 
Um, but often there are some symptoms of, of discharge and other things that um, your doctor will help you distinguish what is exactly causing that. And I think it's an important point. Um, and on the, you know, keep, keeperawesome.com website, there's a lot more about the different symptoms and, and how this infection can be distinguished from other infections. But many women confuse it for things like yeast infection or trichomoniasis because they do share some commonality in terms of symptoms of discharge. So don't try to diagnose it at home on your own. Try to just get sort of a home remedy or an over-the-counter remedy. Definitely go see your doctor um, and get it diagnosed correctly. Yeah. Um, one question that I get a lot is, you know, when we say that something like BV increases increases the risk of transmission of STDs, I want to explain to people what we mean by that. And I'm going to go ahead and give it a go, and then you can tell me if I got it right or wrong. When you have an infection like bacterial vaginosis, it's, it's going to go ahead, it's going to irritate the really fragile tissues inside the vagina. And it can create little micro abrasions, micro tears, areas where the skin integrity is damaged. And then if you're exposed to these other sexually transmitted infections, it gives those, um, you know, the chlamydia bacteria or the trichomonas or the gonorrhea or the herpes an opening to get into the body. And that's how it increases it. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I think we're absolutely right. And the only thing I would add to that is we're also learning the importance of just having a balanced bacterial ecosystem in, in all parts of our body, but also in um, the vagina area. And I think that also will make you more susceptible if that balance is out of whack, um, you know, just in terms of kind of your ability to ward off with these infections. Yeah. But I think what you said is absolutely correct as well. I also, I know that women are really concerned um, that BV is... Uh, sexually transmitted disease. And I want to bust that myth because it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. You can get this even if you're not sexually active at all. Right, right. So let's talk about why do some women get BV and others don't? Yeah, well, um, we do know that certain behaviors may um, increase your risk because, again, it's, it's throwing off that, that balance, that delicate balance in that area. So, um, women who may use, you know, douches or, or scented bath salts or, or anything that might, again, irritate or throw off the balance in that area may increase your risk of BV. Um, and then many women, you know, that are just healthy women overall will get it. We're not exactly sure why. Um, but again, it's so common, one in three women, that we know really anyone can get it. Right. Yeah. We're fragile. We're strong. We're all those things. And, yep. you know, the, he- exactly, yes. yeah, the health of our vagina is sometimes like a temperature gauge for how we're doing with the rest of our body, um, mm-hmm. which, yeah. you know, if a woman gets bacterial vaginosis, does that mean that other physiological s- systems are out of whack? Um, not necessarily. I, I, I think that it's, again, so common that it could happen really to anyone at any time. And I think what you said, though, about it sort of being engaged is important because I think women really need to pay attention to their bodies. And this is an area that's sort of uncomfortable for women to talk about or even think about. And that sometimes discourages them from addressing problems or issues in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really a mistake. So um, I think I, I wouldn't be overly concerned that if you have DV that, you know, there's other terrible things going on in your body. But on the other hand, if you're noticing any symptoms there, 
definitely get it checked out. Don't just ignore it because something that, you know, is sort of hard for you to talk about with your doctor. Really, there shouldn't be anything that you can't talk about with your doctor. So I know that word should have huh? a conversation. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's conversations like these with doctors like yourselves that make people feel more comfortable because I think that we all kind of grow up with this idea that the doctor is this authoritarian figure that you have to pay a lot of respect to and it's not respectful to say things like what we're talking about. You know, I mean, people are still confused about about that relationship, but it's evolving, don't you think? It's definitely evolving. Um, I agree. I mean, there used to be this image of the stern, you know, older doctor behind the desk and there was a big barrier there and they tell you what to do and you just listen and, and don't talk too much. Right. Um, but that's, that's definitely changed. Yeah. Um, and for the better, I think patients are much more empowered and, and taking more of a vested interest in their health and they're more educated and you know, the internet and access to information has changed that, that now that that's sort of a double-edged sword because some of that information isn't always accurate, but at least people feel like they can kind of do some of their own research, bring some of their own ideas to the table. And, and either way, whether you're someone who wants the doctor to give you all the advice or you want to be more involved, you should always just feel comfortable airing any concerns that you may have or asking any questions. Yeah. And if you're in a doctor-patient relationship where that's not the case, um, you, you need to find a way to either make it the case or find another doctor. Yeah, exactly. I tell, you know, my listeners and readers, just keep asking the questions until the answer is right for you, until you get the answer that you need. And I, I know that some women are right. really hesitant. They say, well, I asked, but then I didn't really know what he or she was saying. So then you keep asking. Mm -hmm. You keep asking. Because the, right. doc the doctor doesn't know what you don't know. They don't know you know, what your health background is. They don't know what language you use. Right. You got to keep asking. Give the doctors a break, ladies. Tell them what you need to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tell us, give us all the information we need as well, um, because that's how we're going to help you. That gives us the tools to help you the best and the most effectively. So we, of course, you know, it's our job to ask the right questions, but we may miss some. So if there's something on your mind that we didn't ask about, you know, speak up, let us know. Because yeah. We can't read your mind. You, know? you, you really can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I want to talk just a little bit more about um, BV treatment um, before we shift gears just a little bit. Um, sure. Got to be treated with antibiotics to really get rid of it. But I know right. that some women have to be treated several times or a couple of times before it really, truly gro goes away. And that doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean that, you know, there's anything wrong if you don't get treated with the first dose or that you get treated and then it comes back within the year. That's super common too. Um, but it, it is common. Yeah. Yeah. But it is kind of an indication that you need to have a deeper conversation with your physician about what other things you can do to prevent it or what you can do beyond antibiotics to treat it. And I'm specifically thinking about things that women can do to boost their immune system. What do you right. recommend? Uh yeah, well, I would say you're absolutely right in terms of it does have a you know fairly high recurrence rate, um, but there are definitely things that we would recommend to women to try to reduce that um, chance of it coming back and things like you know avoiding douching, the scented soaps, um, sometimes even tampons can throw off the, the balance there in that environment. Um, you know, wearing kind of breathable underwear is important if you're you know using any sex toys, making sure that those are cleaned appropriately. 
So those are kind of the things that um, we encourage people to do with DV. In terms of boosting your immune system in general, I, I don't think there's great data kind of supporting specific ways to do that, but I'm always a big fan of different, you know, things you can do to boost your immune system, which include managing stress, getting more sleep, eating plenty of, you know, antioxidant-rich foods, which are like fruits and vegetables, um, and probiotics as well as, you know, something healthy bacteria. I think we should all be incorporating into our diet for a host of health benefits, including immunity. So those are kind of general rules of thumb that we should all be following anyway. But yes, if, if you have DV and then you find that it seems to be coming back, a deeper conversation with your doctor is definitely a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm curious. You are an internal medicine doctor, correct? Is mm-hmm. that so? And BV is generally treated and diagnosed by gynecologists. How did you make that crossover? Yes. Well, I, you know, for several years have been um, doing a lot of medical reporting and kind of wellness media work where I just, I love educating women about health in general. So any topic really that has to do with keeping women healthy is something I'm passionate about. Um, I wrote a book a few years ago with, I'm the medical editor at Health Magazine. I wrote a book called What the Yuck, The Freaky and Fabulous Truth About Your Body. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a great kind of collection of, um, you know, embarrassing health questions that women may not feel comfortable bringing up with their doctor, but are, are dying to know the answer to you. And I think through that, especially, I kind of became the, the embarrassing health question person mm-hmm, <laughs> that people mm-hmm. go to. Um, because I, like you said, I'm, I'm trying to kind of break down that, that, that stiff doctor-patient relationship and, and, and let women know that these are things we all are wondering about, talking, should be talking about, thinking about. Um, so I was, yeah, really excited to, to join this campaign and, I mean, how could you not love a campaign that's called Keep It Awesome? Right? I know, right? I know. I love <laughs> As that. As a woman, you know, yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think so often, you know, patients, and maybe women especially, I don't know, but, you know, they go to see their doctors and the care that they get is, it's limited to the body part or the physiologic system that that doctor specializes in. But, you know, then all the other issues fall by the wayside. And what I love about internal medicine and family practice and naturopathy and those those models of medical care are that you look at the whole person and I love that instead of you know absolutely yeah you're a throat you're a vagina you're a shin <laughs> you know you're you're the whole you right yeah <laughs> and, yeah, I, and I think we're learning more and more about how interrelated all those systems are and that maybe you do have to take the whole picture into account um even if you are, you know, sort of specializing in one area because it's all more related than we ever imagined. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, you're a medical correspondent on the Today Show. Is that right? Um, I've been contributor to a lot of shows. Dr. Oz, Today Show, for a while I was. And now I'm doing more um, Fox local news in New York and CNN, Dr. Oz correspondent. Yeah. So you've you're kind of um, the expert on the whole person for the media too, as well as in internal medicine. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's really important that people have access to that kind of information because a lot of Americans, and especially young adults, they just don't have what they need to keep themselves safe, and they don't learn it necessarily from home or from school or 
you know, sometimes there's so much information available online that it's hard to know what's relevant. Yes. So let's yes. talk specifically Absolutely. about what the Keep Her, Camp- Keep Her Awesome campaign is and does. Um, you know, that's, that's within that, keeping, yeah. keeping people safe. Yeah, so basically, you know, the, the Keep Her Awesome campaign has a couple of different parts to it. One was, you know, conducting the survey, which we had found really interesting results and, and educating women and getting that message out to women through interviews, exactly like what we're doing right now, and mm-hmm. different media outlets to spread the message about what is BV, um, what are the symptoms, you know, how, what should we do about it. And then the complement to that, which is great, is the SuperAwesome.com website, which has many resources. Um, I have a video on there. We have a clinical sexologist who has a video on there. There's information about what sort of questions you may want to bring to your doctor if you think you might have BV, more information about BV itself. Um, and so that's just, you know, a resources, resource that women can go to anytime and, and learn more. So that's separate from all the media outreach that we've been doing just just to raise awareness about this condition, which, as I said, is the most common gynecologic infection for women of childbearing age, and yet one that a lot of women really don't have much uh, information about. Yeah, yeah. Well, what else do you want women to know about BV or Keep Her Awesome or the work that you're doing in the world? Um, oh, well, that's a broad question. <laughs> I have so many things to say, but... I will keep it brief. I would say in terms of keep her awesome, I think that the message that I really want women to realize is you are not alone. We all go through these ups and downs with our gynecologic health and, and there are times where we will experience different issues and problems and, and don't feel like you're the only one in the world experiencing this. In fact, as I've said many times just today, this, is, this infection in general is very common. So, really don't feel, you know, shame, embarrassment, just feel empowered that, you know, if there's something amiss, you can go to your doctor, you can get it taken care of. There are effective treatments, but it really requires the first step, which is you recognizing what's going on in your body, paying attention to your body and seeking help. So let me, I know one question that people are going to send to me is, can you um, cure bacterial vaginosis without going to your doctor? And the answer is no. No. No, you cannot. <laughs> no. You got to find this a doctor. Is something that does require a prescription antibiotic, correct? Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so I'd only have a couple more questions for you before I let you totally off the hook. And um, okay, here's this one: How would you fill in the blank? Nobody ever told me that. Hmm. Um. Well. As pertaining to your show in general and, and the topics that you just, that you cover, I would say for me just personally as a woman, not necessarily as a doctor, nobody ever told me that your body and your mind change a lot after you have a baby. I feel like I'm just a different person in many ways and not necessarily worse or better, but um, things have changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's interesting. It's interesting yeah. to me as a doctor because it's, it's not something, you know, we talk about in med school um, and it's not really something that you talk about until you talk to other moms who've gone through it and, and you share your stories. But just things like maybe being more emotional or the shape of, of different parts of your body. It's just interesting. Yeah. 
I know. Once you walk through that door, everything looks different. Yeah. <laughs> well, then that leads to my final question. Where are you in your life in terms of motherhood? Oh, um, I feel like I'm just, you know, right in the middle of the journey. Um, every year, the the kind of needs or, or demands on me change and are different and they're wonderful and stressful and, and you know, all the different emotions uh, run through it. But it's, it's interesting because it is an evolving journey and um, just when you think you figure they change too. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's so true. Um, it's, it's great. It's, yeah. You know, their personalities are, I think at some point their personality should be more set. Um, and maybe more predictable, but it's at this wonderful age of sort of discovery. And, and it's so interesting to watch. They're, they're reading so much now. So they're, they're using all these adult phrases and languages that I never would have expected to come out of their mouth. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Well, this has been a really fun conversation, and I really appreciate your coming yeah. on and telling people about, seriously, I get so many emails about BV, so many, and yeah, I think it's important that we give, some, give women some reassurance that, hey, ladies, yeah. you're, among, you're among friends. <laughs> it's common. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Raj. This has been a pleasure. We'll talk again soon down the road. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care now. Okay. Bye-bye. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Mama said. Our guest today was Dr. Rashini Raj. And you can learn more about her at drroshininraj.com. That's drrashiniraj.com. Make sure you tune in next week for part two with Shan Booty, where we'll talk about bacterial vaginosis, sex, and a whole lot more. You can learn more about me at genefaulkner.com. Email me, gene at genefaulkner. Tweet me at genefaulkner. Find me on Facebook. You know the drill. And please go live, leave me a great rating over on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your pods. Let's talk again next week, shall we? Bye-bye.